Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And today we're going to talk about mythology and sci-fi fiction fantasy writing. Uh, remember, this is not a TED Talk. We're just sort of going off the top of the dome. Uh, we you know, give our opinions on things and how we think things go. Uh, so thank you so much for pressing the play button, if I didn't say it already. And of course, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for uh, our intro. Uh, as I say every time, I just I just love hearing it. I love hearing it. Okay, so speaking of epic, you, Daryl and Sandra, are the authors of How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, the highly rated Eric Hoffer-nominated sci-fi fantasy novel. That's right. <laughs> and um, in terms of mythology, you created a brand new mythos for the man, the myth, the legend, Santa Claus. And but we, you, we were happy to do that. And you, yeah. but you started with, uh, you know, the lost years, so to speak. These are the the younger years of Nicholas. So, how did? Um, and and uh, well, obviously, this is this is fantasy. So, this is not a historical documentary. This is this is this is Harry Potter. This is Lord of the Rings. This is Game of Thrones. I've heard it better than Harry Potter. Um, how did you draw on mythology uh, to create how Nicholas became Santa Claus? Well, I, I think you know, if we can start with myth, that's uh, that's really f a folklore, and it's primarily of uh, of narratives that I'd say play a fundamental role in society. Mm -hmm. And uh, many societies have their own myths, you know, whether it be about uh, creation and uh, about uh, uh, royalty, about uh, how their society works. And uh, I, th I think Santa Claus has become part of that uh, myth. Uh, but I thought, I think we thought it was, it could be completed, that it, it wasn't in, in its entirety. You know, the whole story wasn't told. And so with our, my wife's imagination, uh, we, uh, we, we came up with that story. So mythology <laughs> sort of is the way of explaining the inexplicable. Uh, so what was your approach, Sandy, when you came up with the idea uh, for how Nicholas became Santa Claus? Well, it was pretty much based on a lot of, of American Indian, Russian, Polish, German... And I think we could kind of draw from all of those Various, things just to pull it together. Right? The, the nationalities that, that were in our family and that were we were being exposed to with my dad being a scoutmaster, everything was was based on the American Indians mm -hmm. folklore mm -hmm. and using folklore to teach mm -hmm. young men to become men to learn how to overcome their frustrations, mm -hmm. their anger, their inequality, their mm -hmm. wanting to cry 
and having to being told that you can't cry, you're right, a man. Right. Stand up for yourself. Right, right. Which is outdated. Learning yeah. to adapt. Right. And Daryl, did you did you have any sort of mythos in mind when you co-wrote How Nicholas with Sandy? Did you were you on par? Were you like, well, I want to take a different approach? Did what sort of drove I, I th- your Drive. I think for me, I, I wanted to follow her lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a story that she had come up with. And uh, it was a short summary, I think, or a synopsis uh, type of thing. And, and uh, I, I agreed to work with it because I thought it was such a good, uh, good concept. And uh, I wanted to really expand it. And uh, so we took 10 pages and we blew it up to, uh, you know, over, f- you know, 480. Four to sixty pages. Oh, it's sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it makes me wonder um, because you're you're a married couple. You worked on this book together, uh, Sandy. This was your idea, Daryl. You co-wrote it. How hard was it to let Sandy continue with the lead? How did you, you know? You are an artist as well, a writer. Mm-hmm. How did you not say, "Oh, but I want to write this part real bad"? But how did you? How did you? I, I come you know, to relinquish that. I, I, I didn't relinquish. It, I, I it think wasn't it was a relinquishment. A, you know, it, was, it was. It was. I think it was very an, democratic. I think uh-huh. so. It uh, was an acknowledgement mm-hmm. when the character got to the point where I needed Daddy mm-hmm. to be the one in charge. He was in charge. Mm-hmm. When the character got to be where it needed a little bit of subtlety, a little bit mm-hmm. of. Of uh, feminine discipline or a little bit of feminine instruction, I stepped in. I think uh, you know she she imagined uh, all of the characters, uh, most of the char- a lot of the characters, where she wanted them to be, uh, and uh, I took uh, those characters and uh, uh, using my descriptive mm-hmm. talents uh, made them bigger and larger. And uh, we agreed on what their personalities would be like and what they could do and could not do. And so uh, uh, we, wrote, we co-wrote this uh, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I was writing, I conferred back and forth with her and this uh, to book see is, if this is the way she'd like that to look. Is, is, obviously, this is a glimpse into the curiosity of your, you know, your childlike uh, imagination when it came to Santa Claus. Uh, so, uh, and I'm going to follow up with you, Daryl, because Sandy, I'd like to know what sort of mythologies or what stories you were told about Santa Claus that sort of inspired you to pose your questions and write this amazing, uh, uh, you know, thrilling uh, sci-fi fantasy story. I think the one story that was my most favorite mm-hmm. was that he was a foundling. Mm-hmm. Santa was a foundling. Mm-hmm. Nicholas was a foundling. Mm-hmm. And Santa Claus was a title of the people that raised him. And, and this, this mythos... And that was... They were time manipulators. And was this story, was this idea opposed to you, told to you as a child? Yes. And then you sort of, you know, grew up with it and built on it and this and that, mm-hmm. which is how any good story works. And Daryl, um, and I don't know if this has any bearing on your concept of, of Santa Claus, 
what what if any mythos or stories were you told about Nicholas? And did that differ being an African American? No, not really, because uh, when I was young enough, uh, I was innocent enough, to, innocent enough to believe that everybody was the same. Okay. So uh, I I was told stories of Santa Claus, uh, and uh, that he I was told he was real, mm -hmm. and uh, I insisted on believing that even, yeah. even when I had evidence to the contrary. When I hit thirteen, and, and, and yeah. You know, I, and found I, some presents. Yeah, I was good 14 but, or 15. Uh, I, <laughs> and I uh, uh, deluded myself or convinced myself mm -hmm. that he just came early and, right. and put the stuffed him in a closet, in a hidden closet somewhere. But I, I thought that he was real so when I was young. Uh, but I didn't know much about him. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew a lot about my friends and about my relatives and how they came up and, and who parented them. And so I assumed that if he was real, he had to have had something, mm -hmm. but I had no idea what that might be. Uh, and of course, you know, you had your little Christmas stories that came on television, right. you know, and your claymation-like right, stories, right. and uh, you know, those are kind of, you know, then those are fun. Those, but those but, were, but Nicholas is those not. were fun and fun, and they they were a little saccharine, right. if you ask right. me. And but uh, right, and as we've said before, <laughs> you know, yours is not, you know, your grandfather's. No. Santa Claus this, story. This, this is, is not saccharine at not, all. <laughs> you know, uh, stop motion, you know, right. let's uh, hold hands and sing songs kind of Santa Claus story. I mean, there's murder, there's mystery, there's there's romance. There's, there's magic. Magic. Uh, there's betrayal. I mean, there's, I mean, you had every note with the story. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, much like your marriage, your writing must have been a uh, match made in heaven in that you both had these sort of and you know inquiring minds about Nicholas Claus. Well, we both love science and we both mm -hmm. love time and yes, yeah, science and science fiction, <laughs> science fiction and, 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 and magic I and all have of those things. Always mm -hmm. been inseparably drawn to the American Indian you stories drew for a lot of nature. Of, a lot of those, yeah, a, a lot of those. Uh, belief systems and uh, and traditions. Yes, and that's what and that's where mythology comes from. It comes from the traditions of society, you know. And uh, what, right. one one of the one of my most favorite stories that Grandpa Frank used to tell me, Great Grandpa Frank, was that because I I had come to discover that people were made of different colors. And I asked him about it, and he said, "All people are made of ice. Mm -hmm. They're like opals. They are shiny. Mm -hmm. and they reflect, and they reflect the color that is around them most." And he said, "And you see the color that you want to see, or you see no colors at all." Right. Right. Yeah. And so that was pretty much a founding of my magic and <laughs> my my wanting mm -hmm. of magic and seeing of magic mm -hmm. in everything so so how did you handle uh sort of the mythical archetypes when it came to creating your stories well uh i i have a for me i i have a fortunately a love of um of uh, ensembles and yeah, so, so do I. I do love a good ensemble. And I, I, with a story with an ensemble is, is, is something that really attracts me. 
And I was able to give each one of those uh, characters in that um, ensemble, you know, a distinctive uh, archetype uh, personality. And we did use the archetypes because they're 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 uh, not hard to use. And you know, people that are curious, people that are skeptics, mm-hmm. uh, people that are, that are impact characters, people are the main characters, protagonists, antagonists. Uh, we. You, I mean, it's it's sometimes used where where our characters are complex characters, and we have some like that, but we kept that to a minimum, and we just use the archetypes. Archetypes are people that you recognize right away when you like Darth Vader. You know, you right, know he's, right. He's not the he's not the good guy, uh, and you notice that uh, you know, the, the, the 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 Palpatine is is also the bad guy. You know that. You know the good guy is Luke. You know that uh, uh, the, uh, the the person that's wise and right. can advise. That's Obi Wan Kenobi. And in our story, uh, there there were characters like that. And and when you wrote uh, Nicholas, obviously it's very loosely based off of Saint Nicholas, as as we know the name. The uh, and so there's there's roots in. Um, Catholic Christian theology. Well, I'm Catholic. Uh, so, <laughs> how did you um, how did you come to decide what elements of sort of that mythology, that that theology, to add in and, and what not? You know, it's 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 kind of like uh, making a soup. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to put certain flavorings in it because you want it to taste a certain way. Yeah. So we we put. Uh, characteristics of of some of that uh, belief system mm-hmm. in there to give it a certain flavor mm-hmm. so that you would recognize and get a feel for it. So it wouldn't be alien. Yeah. Um, uh, and just speaking on that note, how, how did you um, deal with, you know, the limitations of your character, either, you know, power wise or, uh, more morality wise or uh, because you know uh, for instance nicholas in your book and this is interesting i say this uh is like batman because um he doesn't kill right batman has a, no, a very strict right uh philosophy you know on not killing and nicholas has been put it's put in situations in this book where somebody else might want to you know finish the job so how how did you sort of how did you deal with these limitations? How did you say he absolutely must not? And was well, it hard to well, abide by Nicholas, that? Yes, it was. To it me, was it was extremely hard. hard. <laughs> it was extremely hard. But he was studying to become a priest mm-hmm. because his uncles, who mm-hmm. were priests, were trying to temper his anger and impulsivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's true in, in the story. Outside of the story, and in reality, the way I wanted the. Uh, uh, the re- readers to perceive him. I didn't want to have that heaviness that burdened his soul, right. you know, because uh, you know, he committed some uh, mortal sin, right. and I just didn't want that to be a part and of it. I think in your in your mm-hmm. mythical world, I think that would sort of have an impact on he and his 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 world, and perhaps his person, and you know, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Uh, in my opinion, what might happen? It's, 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 it's funny because just to kind of, kind of you know, in, in an al- allegory uh, such as this, you can look at uh, you know the, the you know the story of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
he killed no one. Right. But his disciples were not nice people. No. You know, uh, some of them had killed before and, uh -huh. and done other, you know, egregious things. Whether it were tax collectors or was Saul out uh, killing Christians or uh, or other things, or lying. Right. You know, there, yeah, yeah. There was, uh -huh. you know, collecting taxes, all yeah, these other things. By far the know. most heinous. <laughs> uh. So, you know, and and and... Obviously, you're not trying to, to you know, to compare this story to, to that Bible story, right. but we wanted to make sure that uh, his hands stayed clean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, what advice uh, might you have for our our new listeners and readers who might be trying to get into this journey, uh, either reading the book or, or, or writing for themselves? What advice might you have for them on, you know, drawing from mythology and sort of creating their own mythos and world building and such? Be inspired. Mm -hmm. Be inspired by what you read, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, then come up with your 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 ideas. Yes, your own ideas, yeah. original. And uh, some people say that you know there's 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 no original thought these days, but I I think there can be. And I think it takes a lot of imagination. I think Albert Einstein was the last person with the last original thought. <laughs> and if you're if you're trying to set up, as we did with Nicholas, a person who's bent on who who's raised on rules and yes. regulations, yes. go to other. Other religions, other peoples, other yes. cultures that you don't know, and ask questions. Yes, as, and as, and don't be afraid to ask questions that are uncomfortable. Yes, and we, as as writers, we have the privilege to you know listen to these stories and take these stories and change these stories and these myths into you know into a form that our modern audiences can understand and, and breathe new life into these these ancient tales like you did with how Nicholas became Santa Claus. And uh, I think uh, during that writing process, we have to ask ourselves how we can take this myth and make it resonate, as you do with how Nicholas became Santa Claus. There's almost every character, there's someone somehow uh, they, can, they can resonate with us, which I think is something that you do. It was very hard to do. I have, you yeah. couldn't it tell. It's extremely <laughs> hard to do. You know, mm -hmm. but but you know what? It, it's it's like uh, it's like someone asked JFK once. He said, "Why did we go to the moon?" He said, "We didn't go to the moon because it was easy. We went because it was hard." Yes. And sometimes uh, I, I'd even say to my wife, about, "You know what? I'm going to work on this area of this character, and I'm going to have him do such and such, not because it's easy, because it's fun. Yes. It's hard." And I want to get it done. Where's so, your favorite place to write? My favorite place to write? Where it's quiet. And uh, where I can think. And uh, where I concentrate on what I'm doing. Uh, so my, my favorite place is any place that I can make it like that. My favorite place to write is in museums. Mm -hmm. I love to write in a museum. The Field Museum of Natural History. In mm. Chicago here, yeah, it's it's the, it's inspiring. Our I, institute. I used to work there, so the, I, I found it very, uh, very 
I found it not only quiet, but I, I found it inspiring. Yes. You know, and uh, it, it's a place of wonder. Uh, and you, your imagination can run wild, you know. And I, I think it makes me think of the, uh, uh, the museum movies, you know, where all of the stuff came to life. Well, in, in real life, that doesn't happen, obviously, but it makes you think about those things and what it was like. And so, so your imagination write, is really inspired. When I wanted to write nature scenes, I thought about my visits to the Shedd Aquarium, Little Red Schoolhouse, Sand Ridge Nature Center, Morton's Arboretum. Mm-hmm. Uh, All when great I want, When I wanted to write about fighting, I went Cantini War Museum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting when you think about it. What does the word museum mean anyway? It's it's a place of muse. Yes. You know, and uh, like the uh, uh, like the Greeks would say, they had their muses, and they would. Uh, this is where they could think about things and contemplate uh, great thoughts. And if you want to think, if you want to contemplate, if you want to wonder and be inspired, um, find your favorite place to write, but find your favorite place to read. Grab a copy of How Nicholas Became Santa Claus. Uh, sit, kick back, enjoy, uh, and uh, live in this wonderful fantasy world that Daryl and uh, Sandra have created for you. Uh, you can pick up a copy at our website, troopbooks.com, uh, where you can land on the author page on the author page and pick up a hardcover or a softcover. You can visit our Instagram, our TikTok, our X, and our Facebook. And uh, please let us know what you think. Let us know what your favorite mythical story is. Um, and maybe next time, uh, if you have a topic idea, let us know. And uh, at info at troopbooks.com. Uh, and we will talk to you next time on Conversations with the Authors. 